When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We have the first couple of teams that have worked their way into the Final Four. I know that many of you out there are bleary-eyed as you are starting off your morning. And I know that it is a uh, tough scenario to stay up again on a Tuesday with the games that we've got going on. The Battle of Los Angeles in some ways. USC going up against Gonzaga uh, in the early game. And then uh, in the late game, which will not end until after midnight on the East Coast, you've got UCLA going up against Michigan. And by the way, I know that a lot of people out there who are on the East Coast, i.e. my wife, who is a Michigan grad, are not happy about the fact that Michigan is not going to tip off until probably after 10 o'clock on the East Coast. And I understand why they're doing it, because from a television perspective, UCLA-Michigan is a better draw than USC-Gonzaga in theory. But the fact that they are making the East Coast team play at 10 o'clock Eastern is a pretty brutal setup. If you've got kids out there, again, if you're a Michigan alum like my wife is, if you're a big blue fan like my wife is, and I know like many of you out there listening are right now, that's not really very fair, right? And I think about this all the time in the context of a 10 or 11-year-old kid 
Now, maybe some of these kids are still remote learning and you can be like, screw it, they're going to stay up as late as they want to be able to watch this game. But I still think there should be basically a, you know, like fans being able to throw flags on ideas. Gonzaga's undefeated, all right? They are a West Coast team playing against another West Coast team. Not only are you screwing the East Coast here, right, by putting the East Coast team playing at 10 o'clock Eastern, you're actually screwing the fans of the West Coast too because this game is going to tip off at 4.15 on the West Coast. So right in the middle of what would likely be a work schedule for many different people. Now, again, I know a lot of people are working in different forms or fashion maybe than they have before, but there are a lot of jobs that still have a typical 9-to-5 or thereabouts scenario in play And this is just an example of television, I think, screwing the average fan. Because the average fan, they should have, and I understand UCLA, it would still be an earlier tip for UCLA, but that's what happens when you have three West Coast teams. Uh, But having UCLA-Michigan as the early game makes a lot more sense. And then you play SC and Gonzaga in in the evening, which is still very easily to be watched on the west coast so i don't know how many people are even going to point this out i'm I'm here for you east coast sports fans because i know how frustrating it is to have to stay up till midnight watching your favorite team in order to make people on the west coast happy and i understand also from a television perspective that ucla and michigan is the best draw theoretically tomorrow in terms of the big brands but the best story and i think probably the better game is likely to be usc and gonzaga And uh, this is uh, absolutely uh, ridiculous. So uh, I'm standing up for the average sports fan out there who is going to be bleary-eyed even more so than they are today uh, with the way that things are set up with tomorrow's viewing as we get set for the Final Four. Now, you can also point out that in the positive side, at least we've got the NCAA tournament so far, and I feel like I need to knock on wood furiously here. I'm sure if you're a VCU fan, you don't feel like things have gone that smoothly. But remember all the talk about teams having to potentially have COVID issues and what would happen if that emerged during the course of the NCAA tournament. I don't think VCU was going to win the national championship as a 10 seed. And so the fact that that is the only game, and again, I'm knocking on wood here in my office, that is the only game that we have missed so far in the NCAA tournament and we're now on to the Final Four. Fingers crossed that there won't be any major issues with the Final Four, but I would think, and I don't even know what the the, uh, options would be here, I would think that they wouldn't allow a forfeit at this point in time. Right now that we are on basically to the Final Four games, we got two more games to be played tonight, and then we're into the Final Four. I would think that there is some method in place to allow these games to actually take place now. So fingers crossed that that uh, will not become a major issue going forward. All right, speaking of a major issue going forward, uh, I want to kind of put into context here where we are in uh, in the larger universe here uh, as we are obviously talking a lot about the final four teams and everything that happened last night and the fact that we got the two games coming up today but we also had a major day in the uh in the Deshaun Watson case and in particular I want to read some of the details that were out there that were published yesterday afternoon by Sports Illustrated uh they found a massage therapist in the Houston area who has not yet sued uh Deshaun Watson 
and and this is significant because there are whatever there is 20-ish uh, lawsuits that have already been filed alleging sexual assault this woman uh has a pretty detailed description of what exactly went on with Deshaun Watson and I would say this if you have young kids in your car I'm going to read from that story may not be something that you want a young kid to hear as it pertains to allegations against Deshaun Watson but I do think this is by far the biggest story in the NFL right now and a lot of people are afraid of discussing it for a variety of reasons primarily of them I believe that you've got two different identity politics uh, universes going head to head you've got women alleging sexual assault and then you have a prominent black quarterback and people who are in the woke media sports media in particular don't want to have to alienate or infuriate or make upset either side of the identity uh, uh, victimization culture here And so a lot of people in my industry aren't even mentioning this story, despite the fact that I don't remember ever having this many serious sexual misconduct allegations ever being levied against anyone in terms of sheer number, current athlete in the world of sports. You've had issues with guys like uh, Kellen Winslow and Darren Sharper, but typically those have come after their careers were over. Ben Roethlisberger, in the early days of his career, had a couple of different allegations of impropriety of a uh, of a civil lawsuit nature obviously we've had Antonio Brown lately we've also had a lot of different domestic violence related incidents but never approaching 20 of uh, people out there that are already breaking this down so it's important to note Deshaun Watson denies ever behaving inappropriately but there are a lot of women that have reached out uh, and and filed these lawsuits. And this woman in particular uh, talked to Sports Illustrated, requested anonymity, but said uh, that this was her story and there were a lot of people that backed up what she said as a part of this story. So we are going to continue to cover it because it's a big deal in the world of sports, particularly the NFL. So uh, this woman says the reason she's speaking out, and I'm reading directly from the SI article, is Because what if he goes to Atlanta or California? He's about to get traded. He would have a whole new community of massage therapists to target. Uh, And so she also disputes the fact that Watson has never treated women with disrespect. She said, more than anything, the fact that he's denying all the allegations makes it more of a reason for us to use our voice and say what we have to say. Uh, and uh, she wants, she said, a genuine apology for us, our community, for putting us in these situations where we don't know what to do. There are so many people that are against us saying, why would he do that? He has no reason to do that. He has a beautiful girlfriend. He has this, 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 and this. All of those things are true, but fame doesn't create character, which is a heck of a quote from this woman. Uh, Okay, she said that Watson arrived for a 90-minute massage in the fall of 2019. She was booked through another massage therapist. She didn't even know who was coming until about 15 minutes before the appointment. Uh, And then she saw Deshaun uh, Watson's name and he arrives. She says that he said that uh, she, she has a rule that you have to, if you're having a massage, use a towel even though he had requested that there was not going to be a towel, uh, she said that she got an oversized beach towel to drape over him 
uh, until about 45 minutes into the massage session when she says he tossed the towel onto the floor, said it was too itchy, and then she was he was lying face up on the massage table, completely naked and totally uncovered, something that this woman says has never happened during any of her other massage appointments she has ever done. And she said she's done over a 1,000 massage appointments in her career. I was in shock, she said. She said, uh, after 90 minutes, Watson asked to extend the session for another hour. She worked on his quads, inner thighs, and abdomen, which were the specific areas he requested. She said that he then got, he's lying there naked, he then got an erection and began to thrust into the air. That's a direct quote from her. And she says that she told him to stop, which he did for a short time. And then she asked, he says that, she was asked to touch him, and uh, he stayed on his back for the entire session and continued as she was massaging him while laying there naked to thrust into the air, and she told him he needed to calm down. Uh, he eventually, She eventually ended the session, uh, and, uh, and she said that she told the other massage therapist and told other witnesses, which are written about in SI, immediately about his behavior. She called a family member uh, and, uh, and said that she was shocked and in disbelief, and she couldn't believe what was going on with his behavior. And there's some more graphic details in here that I can't even say on the radio, but I would encourage you, uh, if you want to read it for yourself, to go to SI.com or to go to OutKick, where we have written about this as well. He then, after that, tried to book her two more times. She declined. She says she doesn't even know if he recognized who she was. She said the last time she heard from him was in the fall of 2020 when Deshaun Watson DM'd her personal Instagram account saying that he wanted her to give him a massage. Uh, she said she was unsure whether he realized who she was so she screenshotted an earlier conversation they'd had, uh, and she reiterated to him she runs a professional business, requires full sheet draping. If he could abide by those policies, he was welcome to book with her. She says he replied to her positively and liked one of her messages, but never actually booked her. And so she said, based on this woman did, what she has witnessed, she believes all of the accounts that have been brought forward uh, and that he behaved the way he did because it was, quote, a power move because he could. Uh, after the, the, uh, the appointment, she says the shock lingered, seeing his face on social media or hearing a friend mention his name, which is common, she said, in Houston where he's the face of the NFL franchise, uh, were triggers for her. Uh, and uh, she once wanted to be a massage therapist for professional athletes or teams, but after her experience with Watson, she has shifted away from ever having done that goal. Um, she believes that the request that Deshaun Watson makes, request for a private entrance, only a towel, later throwing it onto the ground, uh, and the behaviors, she believes based on what happened there, is uh, is reflective of the experience she had and also what she believes is likely. Um, so she said she wanted to share her story to provide a warning that she wished she had received. 
So again, I apologize if that's a little bit too graphic. I tried to talk about it in a way that would not (laughs) create any sort of major FCC violations. But as each day is passing for Deshaun Watson, the chances that he plays in 2021 continue to decline. And also, I believe the chances that he is going to be charged with criminal violations for his behavior with some of these women also continues to increase. And I think we've moved beyond whether or not he's going to miss games and be suspended by the NFL. I think that is certainly true. Uh, The reality is he may miss years and he may face time in prison and these court cases may drag on for a substantial period of time. And for people out there who wonder, why do you cover this? I mean, look, this is the biggest story in the world of sports, which involves one of the top quarterbacks in our nation's most important and, uh, and, and followed sport. And, uh, and so we're going to cover this the same way I covered Ben Roethlisberger back in the day. Same way I have covered Michael Vick and the dogfighting allegations. Uh, the same way that I have covered um, all of the Jameis Winston case. And if you guys remember uh, and have been fans of mine and or covered, uh, paid attention to what I do at OutKick and what I talk about on my radio show, I don't think we're treating Deshaun Watson any different than we treated Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, or Michael Vick when they dealt with severe legal issues that implicated potentially their ability to play as well. So that is the latest on Deshaun Watson. Again, I'd encourage you to go read that SI story for yourself uh, as uh, more and more allegations continue to pile up against him. That is 20-plus women who have alleged uh, the inappropriate behavior at a minimum and sexual assault at a maximum in terms of the way that he behaved during those massages. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to pivot a little bit here. Bianca Belair is going to join us. For those of you who are big WWE fans, she recently won the the Women's Royal Rumble, and she's a big uh, participant in the upcoming WrestleMania event, I believe, uh, that is going to be on April 9th and 10th. She also ran track at three different SEC schools. We'll talk about college sports. We'll talk about WWE. She's going to hang with us next. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called The Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, The Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome back in OutKick. Hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your morning. It is not very far until WrestleMania will be upon us down in Tampa. We bring in now Bianca Belair, who my kids are big fans of, and we watch a lot of WWE, as I've talked about many times on this show, uh, in this household. And Bianca, I want to start with this. You've got a pretty impressive career in track. Uh, Before we get into the wrestling uh, aspects of your life now, what was track like for you? I think you hold the distinction of running at three different SEC schools. How did that happen? 
Yeah, so I've, I've been running track ever since I was about five years old. Uh, my mom had me on the track in these really cute outfits. They call me Mini Flow Joe. So <laughs> I went, I, I went, um, I went on to run track my freshman year at the University of South Carolina. I got a, a full track scholarship to be a hurdler, and then I transferred to Texas A and M, um, and had you know some things didn't work out there with just went through like some injuries and depression and so I decided to go back home and and kind of like get myself together and so back home was Knoxville Tennessee so I went back and finished up at the University of Tennessee which was really cool too because my mom also graduated from the University of Tennessee but I I, I went on to become an all SEC and all American hurdler at the University of Tennessee so I had you know I finished it off pretty strong and I uh, ran the 100 meter hurdles and the 400 meter hurdles do you wish you had gone to Tennessee right out of the gate? How did that happen that you ended up at South Carolina instead of in Knoxville? No, I actually, no. Like, I'm really happy that uh, I didn't start off at the University of Tennessee. When in, in high school, I was one of the top five hurdlers uh, in the nation being recruited. So I was being recruited from different uh, SEC schools and um, a couple of Ivy League schools as well and um, Big Ten and just a lot of schools, and I I really wanted to just get out of East Knoxville at that moment. I was born yep. and raised there. I, I wanted to venture out and meet new people and experience new things, and I really actually wanted to go as far away as possible. I wanted to go to UCLA at one point, um, but my mom talked me into staying in, uh, staying in a little bit closer, but I chose University of South Carolina because at the time um, they had a very a really, really good uh uh, hurdle coach and track program. So I chose to go there um, instead of staying at home. I, I really wanted to venture out a little bit. So, And then I went to Texas, a- Texas A&M um, and really got to just meet more people, experience new things, and kind of try to figure out who I was. And, you know, um, you know, coming back home was the best decision after I went to those two schools to kind of come back to home and get grounded a little bit. But I, I'm, I'm really uh, ex- happy about the experiences that I got being away from home. How does the charge feel when you're getting ready for a big race and you know you have to perform and also when you're getting ready to perform at a major wrestling event like WrestleMania, what does the emotions feel like? Does it feel similar to you as you get ready to come down to the ring as what it would feel like as you got in your starting blocks? For me, uh, when it came to tracking, just getting into my starting blocks, it was more so uh, you just focused on the finish line. You didn't think about anything else. With track, you, you, you put in the work, you train, and when you got to the starting line, you knew that when the gun went off, um, it was just muscle memory, and it was just all grit, and all you thought about was getting to the finish line. You didn't think about anything else, and you knew that what, whatever hard work you put in was going to come out at, in that moment, and whatever the outcome was was the outcome of your hard work. Uh, with wrestling, um, being a WWE superstar, it's a little bit different because you're not just thinking about um, – Competing, and that was the part that I had to learn when I came into WWE. It's not just about competing. It's not just about the physical part. It's a, it's a performing part 
um, where and, and that's the art of it. That's the that's the part that made me fall in love with, and that's one of the most important parts because being a WWE superstar, our goal is to put smiles on fans' faces and make the fans feel something and get them um, and interact with the fans. So it's more, you know, getting ready for a, a, a match. It's it's nerve. It's nerves that have to do with you want to compete well, but you also have to perform, and it's multitasking. You're thinking about. 30 different things at once and you think about the, the, the fans and the hard cam and performing um, and making people feel something so it's a little bit different than, than track um, but you know I, I love it and it's, it's such an adrenaline rush and it, it being able to also be able to put smiles on fans faces and make fans feel something it, it gives um, what you do more purpose. We're talking to Bianca Belair. She is in WWE. Uh, she. I'm curious when you were uh, when you were growing up. Did you watch wrestling? Were you a fan? Actually, my unique my journey to WWE is very unique. I did not really watch wrestling growing up, and I wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I never when I was 10 years old. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast like Dominic Dolls, or I wanted to run track like Flojo and Gil Devers. So I didn't really watch wrestling growing up. My brother did watch it. And, you know, when we fought over the remote and he won, I would watch <laughs> it with him. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really watch it growing up. I didn't. And so I, I gather that you were into CrossFit, and obviously you're in incredible shape. And so uh, they basically reached out to you. I think I saw Mark Henry reached out and said, hey, I've seen your profile. Uh, are you interested in doing this? Yeah, so I went on to run track in college, and afterwards I really missed the competitive atmosphere, so my brother introduced me to CrossFit. And I got really popular in CrossFit very quickly because I was very good within six months, but I also um, made my own outfits. So everyone else was out there just in regular workout clothes. I would come to my competitions in tutus and these big bows and sequins outfits that I would sew and I would come out in, in like a jacket and take it off and I would perform. I knew how to um, go out there and compete but also perform. I knew how to get cameras to take pictures of me. I knew how to stand out. After I competed I would grab the microphone and talk to the crowd and so I was doing these things that was basically what a WWE superstar would do without knowing that I was doing them. And Mark Henry saw me on a sports blog or a video, and he said he saw me come out in this big old bow and this tutu, and I did a cartwheel before I went to the bar to do a power clean and press, and I was on the microphone talking. And he contacted me and said, hey, have you ever thought of being a WWE wrestler? Um, you have everything that it takes. You're doing everything that you need to do already. And um, ironically, I was just looking online to try to get a tryout, but I didn't really follow through with it and I thought this is just too good to be true or every or the pieces are falling in place for me and he told me you know I can get you a tryout I believe you have everything that it takes but I can't get them to hire you I can't get them to like you you have to do that part and it took me two tryouts and after my second tryout I got hired and I started in WWE April of 2016. So we're talking to Bianca Belair. She's in a big match at WrestleMania 37 in the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks uh, going head-to-head in a title match. But you had a monster win on January 31st at the Royal Rumble. 
you were in the ring. We watched it at my house forever. <laughs> I mean, uh, a, a long, long time in the ring. And I can only imagine how complicated that is with that many free people out there who are listening don't know the Royal Rumble concept. There are just tons of different wrestlers in the ring at the same time as opposed to a traditional wrestling match. How much difficulty is there in choreographing and figuring out how long that process will go? And how about the energy and intensity and training that you have to have to go nearly an hour long in the ring? I mean, that's pretty incredible. How sore were you the day after that match? I I don't remember being sore because I think I was just so uh, <laughs> I was still on a high from actually yeah. winning the world match, but I love the Royal Rumble match because it's it's 30 women um, across all three brands, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and Legends. And, um, you know, being a, being a part of the Royal Rumble match, you you it's uh, you have to have endurance because you to, the way to eliminate a girl is to throw her over the top rope. But while you're trying to throw someone over the top rope, someone is also behind you trying to throw you over the top rope. And so it takes uh, – it's very unpredictable. Uh, it takes a lot of endurance. And, and I can rely on uh, I relied on my CrossFit and my track background for that endurance. But I came in as number uh, entry number three out of thirty instances. Yeah. So I knew right off the top that if I if I was going to win, that I and I was entry number three out of thirty that I was going to be in a ring for close to an hour. So that was kind of a given for me. And so it's just really just being on your, your toes and being very aware of what's going on and, and being the last woman standing. Um, but, you know, uh, being in the ring for an hour, it, it's a very, it, it feels like an hour. But for me, time kind of resets the moment where it was the final three. It was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and I, and it took me back to the previous year when I was in NXT, and I was going after the SmackDown Women's Championship with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair came in and kind of bumped me out of the picture and Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley went on to have a WrestleMania match last year. And so being in the ring and being the final three this year, it took me back to that moment and time reset for me. And in that moment I was thinking, you guys bumped me out last year and went to WrestleMania this year. I'm bumping you two guys out and I'm going to go have my WrestleMania moment this year. So you're wrestling against Sasha Banks, uh, and you're going to have at WrestleMania 37 crowds present. How much better mm-hmm. is it to wrestle with crowds present? You guys have had to deal with COVID like a lot of other athletes have without having crowds present. WWE, the crowd is such an integral part of the overall vibe. How much challenge has it been without crowds, and how much better is it now that crowds are starting to return? I mean, it's definitely been a challenge without the crowd. You know, thing about WWE, they're always able to adapt. And we, you know, we have the Thunderdome where we have our virtual fans, which has been amazing. Yeah. But there's nothing coming out and seeing our fans' faces physically. You know, our goal is to put a smile on their faces. And in return, they actually put a smile on our face. We're able to feed off the crowd. Um, we're able to interact with the crowd. And it's been really tough. You know, I, I debuted on raw and smackdown and won the royal rumble in front of no fans so it's been very difficult um but we've been able to adapt and get through but that's why this year it's going to be so amazing it's going to feel like a family family reunion i'm going to be facing sasha banks who was a smackdown miss champion on the grandest stage of them all on april 10th 
in April 11th. I'll be on, I will be on on April 10th, but it'll be the first time that we're going to have fans um, in the year. It'll be 25,000 fans each night, uh, but we're all doing our part to keep everyone safe. We're doing seating pods, social distancing. We're requiring masks and providing masks. Um, you know, that's why we've been doing a lot of PSAs, encouraging people to get vaccinated and do their part so that we can get back to our normal daily routine, which I think we're jump-starting with WrestleMania. So it's going to be um, – an amazing, magical two nights to finally have our fans back. And even for the fans that um, won't be there physically, it's even exciting for the fans watching on TV because it'll be the first time that WrestleMania would be live on Peacock because WWE has now partnered with Peacock, and that's where it's the home of the WWE Network now. But it's just going to be um, a magical two nights. And, you know, my family, they've been, they come to all the big matches and all the big moments they haven't been able to in the past year. So it's going to be exciting for me personally to finally have my family back in the audience and be a part of the moment with me. Last question for you, Bianca Belair. Do you still watch University of Tennessee football and or basketball games? And if so, what uh, ideas do you have to help get the program back to dominance? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been able to follow it as much ever since I've been into WWE because I've just, like, thrown myself into uh, WWE. But I will always be a Vol, Lady Vol for life. Um, oh, man, it's just it, it's tough to see some a little bit and in, in hear about what's happening with the football and basketball. Uh, but all I can say is, you know, um, being a volunteer, it's all about it's the spirit of being a volunteer. And knowing what's amazing is that the whole entire city of Knoxville is a college town, and they have the support of the the city, and they have my support. So my heart is always going to be a lady ball, lady ball for life. Uh, good stuff as always, Bianca Belair. But we'll be watching on April 10th. Appreciate the time this morning. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the 
the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. All right, I'm going to let you cue up this for by asking this question, Dub. Your favorite sporting event is what every single year? It is not even close. It is the Masters every single year in April. Obviously, last year was not in April due to COVID, but it's in a couple weeks now, and I cannot wait. It's my favorite event of the year. Not even close. Have you been to the Masters before? I actually went as a kid. One of my mom's friends had tickets, for some reason couldn't go. So I was there in 2004 when Phil Mickelson won his first major uh, tournament. Uh, oh, that's cool. So, so I was right there, actually. Yeah, I was like 10 years old. Yeah, but you haven't been as an adult. No, I haven't. And it, I, that would be a lot more fun. Obviously, I enjoyed the uh, $2 sandwiches as a yes. youth. I think I'd enjoy the $1.50 beers a little bit more as a 27-year-old. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh yeah, you know what's really funny about that? I've only been for a practice round. So about, I would say, 15 years ago now, I went with one of my buddies from law school, and we went on one of the practice rounds, which honestly is not a bad thing because it's not a little bit less crowded and you can move around a bit more, but you still get to walk and see the grounds, which obviously is the best part of, of being at Augusta is just seeing how majestic it is. Uh, but So I was there for a practice round. And if you've ever been, or if you are a big golf fan, I, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that they would say, hey, you know, if you could put anything on your bucket list, what would be there? And there's a huge percentage of people, I think, that would say the Masters, right? Super Bowl, Final Four, uh, picking your favorite, uh, your favorite team in a championship game, whatever it might be. But going to the Masters is a bucket list item for many people. And I feel like most people out there, understand that the Masters is the same place every year. And so everybody now is out there boycotting. There's all these demands that, and it could be from a variety of different perspectives, right? People are always upset about a bunch of different things. And so uh, there's always this demand, oh, we got to boycott. Oh, you can't watch that. Oh, you have to watch, like whatever, right? People trying to get you to make a decision based on politics when it comes to the world of sports. And so I saw this story and literally my jaw dropped because I was like, this is one of the dumbest arguments I've ever seen. 
So we talked a little bit about this uh, Georgia voting uh, bill, which got a lot of attention. I think it'll basically fade away, uh, but it got a lot of attention in the short term over the fact that uh, Tony Clark said, oh, we're going to consider moving the Major League Baseball All-Star game. But it seems like that's basically kind of disappeared as we get ready for the start of the season. Uh, But you could theoretically move the Major League Baseball All-Star game without that much trouble out of Atlanta because uh, I don't think they should do it. But there's lots of places that you could play the Major League Baseball All-Star game because it rotates around from one location to another every single year. But that is the exception rather than the rule, right? Uh, and the the example is out there, the NBA, which is hemorrhaging viewers and basically is a, is a foreign uh, company as much as it is a United States company now when you look at who actually watches uh, the NBA. Uh, when you actually look and think about it, that NBA All-Star decision over the transgender bathroom bill in Charlotte, North Carolina, to move it, it kind of set the precedent that you could decide you're not happy with a situation that's going on in the world of sports and relocate as a result of it, okay? So, that was going on. That was getting some attention out there. And then this this decision, which is, I think, one of the most ludicrous that I have seen in forever, basically – there was the argument made, Dub, that the Masters, as a result of that Georgia voting bill, needed to be moved outside of Georgia. And this is a civil rights organization that made the claim, and I'm not even sure which civil rights organization it is, uh, and I'm probably giving them too much tension if I name them, but the stupidity here is off the charts. They said that the Masters should be moved out of Georgia. Do you think they understood that the Masters is only in Georgia? And if you played it anywhere else, it would not actually be the Masters? Do they think that it's like the U.S. Open or the PGA or the British Open, for that matter, where it changes from a year-to-year basis? This is one of the dumbest boycott arguments I've ever seen. Maybe the dumbest. Yeah, the, the knowledge here on the parts of this organization in terms of, you know, what they actually know about the Masters itself is... Zero. Now, if you'll remember, the 2022 PGA Championship was supposed to be at Trump Bedminster in New Jersey, and because people got angry at Donald Trump, they They basically forced the PGA to move it. Now it's being played at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of Oral Roberts. Um, So this is like also (laughs) some people wanted to cancel. By the way, right. So this is already something that has happened in the past in this calendar year. Actually, moving a major golf tournament to a different site. Now, obviously, the PGA is a different scenario, but moving the Masters out of Augusta National is literally not possible. (laughs) And also, I just did no one say, hey, guys, I think this is the wrong boycott argument to make because there's literally no way to do the Masters if it's not played at the Masters. I, I don't like did no one in the entire organization think to tell them, hey, before you send out this press release, this isn't the US Open, this isn't the British Open, this isn't the PGA. If you're saying that the Masters can't be played in Augusta, what you're saying is the Masters shouldn't exist this year because you can't play the Masters at another golf course. It defeats the entire purpose. I really think this is the single dumbest argument I've ever heard made associated with a sports boycott-related claim. So, wanted to make sure you guys were aware, Masters, not going to be moved. 
impossible to move. Uh, and there are going to be crowds present this year. And in a couple of weeks, it should be pretty spectacular. We come back, top of the third hour. By the way, Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports, Petros and Money Show scheduled to join us. And we will dive into the two games that took place last night. What do we learn and what do we expect coming up with USC, UCLA, Michigan, and Gonzaga in action tonight? Uh, we will discuss all that and more. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. 